Okay, you guys, this is our last part of Plan Like a Boss. I'm going to leave the replays up for you guys over the weekend. If you're in the mastermind, you guys will get the Plan Like a Boss workshop. We'll put it in the portal for you. If you're not in the mastermind and you want to watch it again or you didn't get to watch the whole thing. Oh, let me put my light on. Oh, wow. That's really bright. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> I'm like blinding myself. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch the replay again, just make sure you guys watch it. It'll be pulled off the podcast and pulled down off of the replay. Um, probably Sunday night or Monday morning. I'll leave it up most of the weekend for you guys if you want to watch it again. I'm going to leave the mastermind doors open over the weekend as well. So you guys, if you want to join, just make sure you do that before Sunday night because they will be closed for the rest of the quarter. And actually, let me give you guys the links to that now so I don't forget. I went ahead and got... We've had a lot of messages this launch about people wanting extended payment plan options. And I was going to kind of phase them out. We were planning on going just $9.97 and then a three-month payment plan. And that's what's on the sales page. But I think people are used to having the 97 and the six-month payment plan um, because we've always offered them in the past. So people were emailing kind of like, what the heck? Like, I thought I could get in on that plan. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys have those plans. And I'm going to email them out later, but I'll drop them here in case you want if you were just waiting for that link to sign up. This is the six month. So it's $9.97 interest free over six months. We also have a monthly. Now the monthly is 97 a month. I'm planning on phasing this out, but eventually, but I decided to offer it just because people were asking in the email. And I was like, yeah, we could do that. But I want you guys to understand the 97 a month I ask that you do a three-month commitment. I think you really need to be in there doing the work with us for three months to really get a good result. So that's why there's the minimum. And there's a few things that aren't included with the monthly. So you don't get the coffee mug. You don't get access to the vault. So if you join for a year, you get access to the replay vault, which has all the guest workshops, all of the training I've ever done in there, all of the coaching calls, like literally three years of us running the program. And it's all in a searchable vault where you can search if you want to search a coach's name or you want to search social media. It's a in a very searchable portal. So you can find stuff in there, which is very nice. That's not included in the monthly. The reason why is because I just don't feel like it's fair for someone to come in and pay 97 bucks and get access to like all of my work I've done the last three months. You guys can probably understand that because you probably feel like that way about your work too. It just doesn't feel like a fair exchange to me. So when you join for the monthly the 97 a month you don't get the replay vault but you do get the replays from the last 30 days that'll keep you pretty busy there's a lot of stuff in the portal and there's a lot of replays from the last 30 days um but i just want you guys to be aware you can get in for 97 today which i think is a great deal if you need support it just doesn't include the coffee cup in the replay vault does that make sense so if you guys have questions about that and obviously it's a higher price point so it's 97 a month or it's 997 for a year so if you join for a year you get a little discount you get the replay vault you get the coffee mug so and that goes with the six month payment plan too so it doesn't matter if you do a three-month payment plan pay in full six months all my payment plans are interest-free and you get all of the yearly perks as long as you sign up for your plan so hopefully that kind of clears all that up for you guys.
if you have any questions, you can drop them in the chat and we can help you. There's probably some mastermind members in here if you want to like pick people's brains and hear what it's like. Um, you, I talk amongst yourselves. I can't look at the ch uh, chat and coach. So I'll let you guys do that on your own. <laughs> and then as you have any breakthroughs or takeaways, if someone's getting coached and it resonates with you, please put that in the chat. Cause I feel like it's just really nice for them to see that other people understand what they're going through. And it's a nice way to support people. It takes a lot of nerve, right. To come on here and say what's going on with your business. And a lot of people are very nervous and I always really appreciate when people get coached. So I just think it's a nice way for you guys to appreciate them. Just put in the chat what your takeaways were, or if you relate to what they're saying in some way. If you want to get coached, I can coach you on anything, mindset, strategy, you want to brainstorm, you want to just let me hear your plan for the year and see if I have any feedback for you, you want anything. Like I really coach on all kinds of stuff all the time. I'm happy to help you with whatever you need. I just really want you guys to leave this feeling like you have a good plan for the year and you have a lot of clarity. And if you don't have that, ask yourself why. And then bring it on the call and let's clear it up. Okay. So if you want coaching, you got to go to the reactions button on the bottom and then select raise hand. And that will put up a raise hand emoji. And it just tells me that you want coaching. Please be in a quiet place with good Wi Fi because we are going to put this on the podcast. And please be aware it will go on the podcast and out to my email list. So don't share anything that's like top secret, <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. Um, and Nobody wants coaching so far. So I'll give you guys five minutes to get brave. If no one raises their hand, we end the call. Oh, I thought you were clapping. CJ wants to go. She's like, I'm raising my hand. So well, I'll coach CJ first. And then I got Bernadine on deck. And then as you guys get brave, as the call goes on, more and more of you guys sneak your little hands up. <laughs> okay, CJ, what can I do for you? Thank you so much for taking my call, Faith. Just a disclaimer, I have two dogs in the background. And whenever You're somebody good. walks by, whenever somebody walks by, they have to protect me from those evil doers. So if the dogs go aardvark, I will just mute myself. I mean, myself. it is, it is their job, you know. It is. So. It truly is. It truly is. Okay. <laughs> so what I am doing, I love, love, love your vibe, your attitude, how much, how generous you are with everything. My big, I've got a couple things. My big pickle right now yeah. is that I'm in a program that I paid several thousand dollars for, and it's all about making funnels. And it's a really, really, really great program. And, um, in, I just started the interest and in developing myself as a coach in August. So I'm still very green around the gills and I don't have any virtual assistants. I don't have any support. So I feel like everything that I'm focused and working on is a number one priority. And so as much as I want to join for the whole year, I just don't think the first three months I can commit to that. So what I put in the chat, I thought I saw on the web page that we can join every quarter. Yeah, we usually open it every quarter. So I try to okay. do a quarterly. And and if you guys are like, some people have emailed me that they're really disappointed because they're like, I want to join so bad. And I'm like, I do a free event every quarter. So you guys can come and like, I mean, I don't always do coaching, but we do some kind mm -hmm. of training. I try to do a free training similar to this every quarter. Yeah. Just to help, just to help people that like don't have the finances to join and to help people in the community and to give people a sense of what it's like in the mastermind. But I do think here's what I'll tell you is like, I do think there's a lot to be said for like timing okay. in business. Right. Yeah. And so you just have to ask yourself, like, 
if you like your reason for waiting and you just want to stay with doing what you're doing, that's totally fine. Like you get to do that. And then there's also like a sense, and I'm not saying this is happening to you. Okay. But right. sometimes, no, no, no. In, sometimes in business, we have to decide I'm going to make the right time now because I know this is the next step and I know this is what I need and I'm not willing to wait. And for you, it sounds like you want, um, you tell me what you think, but the vibe I get is like the first one that you want to focus on the investment you already made yeah, and you have a lot going on. And so what would you need to think to feel really good about that decision to wait? The only reason is, is because I've joined like coaches. I've joined three program since August. And the one that I'm currently in now has live coaching to it, like what you offer. And yeah. it's all about building a funnel. And the reason I like this was because one of the coaching programs taught the organic, like be on Facebook and create your own group and go into other pages that have a similar um, group that I'm marketing to and spy on them, but don't spy on them and direct message them but that's against the rules and it, it just seems so seedy and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that I don't I yeah. think I, I don't think strategy, that that's also a strategy that like doesn't work that great right now so and that's kind of a strategy thinking. that worked really good like I don't know no no, no. It's that's a my lot opinion of not to bash anybody but that's just not what I see working right now no no and I appreciate that and it's a slog it's a lot of freaking work just to recruit people, but they're not paying people. They're in my group and they're interested in what I've got to post, but they're not paying clients as of yet. So the reason I like this other one that I just recently joined is that they teach you how to make a funnel. And when you're done yeah. with it, you actually keep your funnel. So, um, and I'm okay. I'm halfway setting up my LLC. And with that, they give you a free webpage. So I've got to get that somewhat up and running so that other people could be directed to that. So I just feel right now, to join you, my focus, and I have a day job. I'm a sign language interpreter. So that's like 35 hours a week. So I just okay. think to get this other stuff handled, when I jump in in February, excuse me, March or April, I will be like messy bun up, rolled up my sleeves, I ready to it. focus, ready to go. So I, I'm on your email list. So I'll be able to participate with the quarterly um, workshops to join in again. And um, I just think that that would be, uh, I just don't want one more thing on my to-do list, on my task list. So yeah, I, I, think that, I think that sounds good. Thank you. Just Thank keep you. your thoughts lined up with that, right? Yeah. Just keep thinking about, you've got to keep, I teach in the mastermind, a decision-making framework. And the last step of it is that you commit to thinking thoughts about why you love that choice. Right. So you would just think like, I have a plan. I like my plan. I want to see what happens with this plan. Because if it's not this program, there's going to be another program in like a week. Right. Who's experienced this where your brain's like, we for sure need this and we need it now. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I've, I have yeah. looked at because shoot, howdy, the algorithms on Facebook and Instagram. Once you put in that you're interested in something, you get bombarded. And so uh, that's where I'm at. However, I love your vibe. I love your advice. It's so common sense. It's so not creepy advice. It's not, you know, luring, <laughs> like spy on other people. I just don't like that. My, my integrity was just off with that whole thing, but thank you for that. Okay. And thank you for reassuring me that I can join. And my question to you, because yeah, I'm doing do this it. funnel and it's a huge learning curve, even though they have it set up very, very step-by-step -step, full, um, coaching and advice and, you know, eyes to look at what I'm doing well or what needs improvement. So that's really good. But 
do you have you you I'm sure you have what has been your success with funnels do you recommend them in addition and not so much organic marketing but has that really brought in traffic that's related to your niche that you want to recruit to does that I question make sense yeah, I can talk a little bit about funnels. I used to make a pretty significant amount of income off of funnels. So before I was a business coach, I had a mental health blog, okay. 120,000 page views a month. And I grew that email list to like over 40,000, like all organic opt-ins. And so that business made a significant amount of money off of funnels. Basically, people would go to the blog, they would opt in for something, and then they would get a flash sale at the end of the welcome funnel which was a really great deal. And it was like, I don't know, probably like 50 bucks or something. And I the, that business model is a volume business model. So something for you guys to think about, for everybody to think about is, are you doing like a volume business model where we're going to sell something for five bucks or 50 bucks? Or are we doing something that's more like a thousand, a couple thousand, and we have to make less sales? Yeah. Um, and so- I had yeah. a lot of luck with with funnels. My thought about it is it tends to be obviously more profitable if you have volume or you have money to buy volume with ads and you you know you have to drop a lot of people in there because you figure like even a good conversion rate, right? So let's say like a good open rate right now is 30% and a pretty average click through rate right now is 2%. So only 30% of the people that sign up are going to even open the email and out of those 30%, only 2% is going to click through. Once they get on the sales page, now you're looking at another, you know, I don't know, let's say you have a really great sales page, it converts at 5%, only 5% of that 2% that clicks through is going to buy. You guys see how you've started to need a lot of volume on those numbers. Yes. And so it just, it the thing that I I don't teach that strategy to beginners because I just feel like I want you to be like we were talking about on the coaching call I did the other day. I think it was in here. It all starts to blend together by time yes. I get to Friday. <laughs> but I think it was in here. And we were talking about solving $10,000 problems, right? And so it, it depends. Yes, like, we were. Yeah. So it's just like if I have, if I only have, I don't know, a hundred people going to my funnel a month, 30% of that hundred open, 2% clicks through, 5% of that buys. That's not very much money. And the funnels actually take a lot of time, as I'm sure you're probably figuring out, to test yeah. and get to convert. And so it's not like it's not like buy recommended strategy, but that doesn't mean like you shouldn't do it or you can't do it or it's not like like useful like you got to learn all this stuff anyway right so like eventually you're gonna have to learn how to make a welcome funnel anyway so it's like yeah. you might as well if you're already invested you might as well like get the most you can out of that investment that would be my that's, advice that's what i'm it's just um no great advice and that's why i want to utilize that first instead of a three-month coaching opportunity they they gave us a six month so i think i'm through that through like april so then that would that. end that would end at about the same time I would want to join with you. So I can yeah. test it out and see how it's going and then be in your mastermind to pick up the other necessary support and components that I need that I haven't gotten in the other program. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's for a well, year long. Yeah, so I'm moving to a year long 
offer it used to be like a monthly membership but i'm moving it eventually yeah. at some point no that makes year. a lot it'll, more sense it'll just be 997 for the year i just feel like people get better results when they come in for the year there's less yeah. drama they have more time to act there's a lot of stuff in there people to get just very overwhelmed and stressed when they're kind of just like i don't know i just feel like it it works better when you come in for a year and you're just with the group and you've got access to the resources and you just use them as you need them so yeah. that's the plan that that's help? wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you for your help. I know that you've got other people to coach. So thank you so much, Faith. And You're I'm welcome. here. And then I will definitely be seeing you as one of your members in um, April then, I I'm guess. I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank I'll you look so for you. very you... much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Let me get Bernadine and then I'll get Megan. Hey, Bernadine, can you go? I'm going to see if we can unmute you. Can you hear me? you go. I can hear you. Oh, hi. I'm very hi. grateful for the 97 offer because I need it and I'm scared. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> I just I did. I just thought like nobody was going to notice if we took the 97 plan down but then when people were emailing I was like oh yeah give them the plan and then I and then I was like well if we give it to some people in the inbox I always try to give it to everybody just so it's fair mm -hmm. so yes I'm happy to do that that's totally fine I'd love to see you if you want help yes so I got two problems but okay, tell me. I think but I think maybe we should just concentrate on one right now because okay yeah so um I wanted to join when we did plan a plan like a boss the other night but um it was 10 o'clock and I forgot and then I fell asleep watching it <laughs> I'm a long-winded you know I'm just putting people to sleep out here <laughs> I'm, I'm in North Wales so I'm five hours ahead oh my goodness of... yes so it was late so this is a much better time for me but Perfect. um what I need help with right now is okay. a way to make some money I walked away okay. from my job uh, just before Christmas and okay. I have some commitments that I need to pay for and I also don't want to get a job if I can help it so okay. yeah <laughs> are you making any are you making any right now yes well most months I'm kind of doing a thousand eleven hundred pounds a month but that was fine when okay. I had a time job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good though. That's like something. So, what are you selling right now to make that thousand a month? Um, I'm a crochet designer, so I sell a mixture wow. of individual patterns. I published a book last year, and then I've got blog traffic and affiliate ads and incomes. So it's a combination of most. My two big things, though, are the pattern sales and the books. They're about seventy percent, mostly on individual patterns. There are five or a go. Okay, so we're telling patterns and ebooks. What's like I've kind of the average? What's like the average price for that? For my book, the ebook's fifteen pound. The printed ones are twenty five and thirty, paperback and hardback. That's great. Okay, and then how are you getting people right now? What is like your well? I'm doing. I'm doing the create a camp challenge. So I don't, I'm not really a sociable person. I don't use social media for personal use. So I avoid okay. it because 
itches me. Um, but I joined Creative Cap in December and I'm doing the things. So I made right. a mini plan in Plan Like a Boss. Um, and so TikTok's my thing. I'm nurturing an email. I've got a community though, so um I'm trying to grow that and and be present there. Besides um, the social media, like where are you getting that? The thousand dollars of sales, where are those people coming from? They from my email list or if they find me when I release a new pattern, I, I do. How do least... they get on your email list? Are they finding you on TikTok or where are they coming from? I guess they're finding me on my blog or social media. I really only started to take TikTok seriously in the middle of December. That's what I thought. So it's got to be coming from your blog, probably, right? So they're going to your blog, to your email list, and you're selling things, and yes. you're selling regularly to that email list. Is that right? It's twice a week I email, and I sell something every single time. Okay. So if we're looking at wanting to get well, how much money you need to make a month? Um, to not have to have a job yeah like just to survive yeah two and i'd say two and a half thousand pounds so okay. i need to double up essentially yeah so you can do that like a couple there's a let's just talk about for everybody this is really good we're just going to talk about ways to increase revenue okay just general ways to increase revenue the first thing you can do is get twice as many people on your email list right and just do what you've been doing that'll do it the mm -hmm. second thing you can do is you can increase the average amount of money they're spending per purchase. And what I mean by that is like when on your checkout pages, can you add bumps or upsells? So that way, maybe there's a $30 product and maybe they start adding on a $10 thing at checkout. So that's something you could do to try to increase revenue. You can raise your prices which I don't know if I would off I would recommend that for you because I feel like your price points seem like they're working you're making like a good chunk of money they're buying it seems mm -hmm. like you're what I my sense is like that's probably a good range for you to stay in but that's in my niche I'm at the t in my um space I'm at premium pricing so I yeah, don't think yeah. I've got many, much room to go up with that I like where you are with the pricing I think it's good so I I wouldn't recommend that for you but I just want to mention that for other people on the call like oftentimes a good way to increase revenue is like sometimes if you have a really good offer and you've just doubled the price your conversion mm -hmm. rates won't actually go down so a lot of people have this like thought era that's like well if I charge more they're less people are going to buy but a lot of times people just buy at the same rate because they just want the thing so that's something to consider for some of you but I won't think I would offer that I think your pricing is good for where you are so the main leverage points I would look at for you are like increasing the amount of people for sure like just getting straight up just getting more people on your email list um increasing the average amount they're buying per purchase so if you could do some kind of add-ons or bundles or upsells when you're selling things to try to get them to buy more when they're buying um and oh my gosh I just totally went blank in my brain uh uh gosh the da, 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 it will come it will come back to me in a second you can increase your conversion rates like on the actual sales that you're running so you can make your marketing better and you can turn more like lurkers into buyers and what i mean by that are like the people hanging out on your email list how do we get more of those to move into the buyer bucket mm -hmm. um i'm gonna how do you have like a timeline i would make a timeline
deadline deadline for when you're going to start looking for a job? I've been half-heartedly looking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got a, a nine-year-old, so okay. I have to try to be responsible. Um, okay. My older son's got a job. Yeah. So, okay. but good. Um, good, good, good. I at least need to, you know, so that's my, so my goal, my plan for this year is by the end to be full-time creator. Yeah. I wanted to build some things before I walked away from my job, but yeah. I didn't. So <laughs> my recommendation is like when people are in this between spot where they've got like a baby business, they're like, I've got some things working mm -hmm. a lot. And a lot of this, a lot of this is like time, like letting it marinate over time, letting it grow over time, like getting in front mm -hmm. of more people over time. Right. Like time, I think does a lot for for a business it's like more than like most people think it's like just doing the action over a long enough period of time right um and so you know i've seen people accelerate stuff certainly and turn around and like go full-time very quickly and i've also seen it take a long time for people and like my advice usually is to find some type of side hustle and to go from your full-time job to like a side hustle either doing like va work or i've seen people do social media management or stuff or some type of just part-time side hustle work that's like we know this is not like a dream job we know this is not going to be a forever job but we want to take yeah. some of the pressure off the business and like let it have the time to develop without putting a lot of pressure on it right because yeah. what I see happen a lot is people will leave their jobs and then there is a lot of stress that comes up around their business and it kind of goes to this place of like, I need to make money. I need to make money. Oh my God, it's taking a long time. How long is it going to take? Oh my God, it's taking a long time. It's taking really long. I don't know if it's going to work. And you spend all your time doing that, which is very exhausting and also not very profitable as I'm sure you guys could imagine. And so, you know, just generally my advice is like, get some type of other income coming in so you can like calm that little gremlin voice down so we can stay really calm and focused on the business mm -hmm. you can take or leave that right it sounds like you're looking for some opportunities because my whole so I started in COVID right but my whole thing from the beginning is that it has to fund itself and yeah. because I don't want to take it out of my you're job doing really great I think a, I think a thousand <laughs> a month off of crochet patterns is very good I think you've got something here right and but, I'm like the first thousand is the hardest to make you know so yes you're getting yeah. with it right so there's a lot to learn in the beginning um but for the last few months I've been backwards and forwards that I want to leave but I need to make a plan and managing the the thing in my head yeah. that I can still feel my kid and pay my bills and it will be okay as a yeah. thing but also, I work full-time. There aren't very many out-of-the-house part-time jobs where I live, right? So it's all or nothing. And that doesn't okay. leave me a lot of time to work on my business. I'm not against VAing and stuff, but I just, um, I've got a law degree. I was an office manager for years. Like, I could do some other stuff. Oh, that's um, great. My concern, I'm not, yeah, I'm not concerned about getting the job. I don't want one. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you can like, I mean, it's up to you. Like you get to decide what you want to do here. Right. Yeah. I have to give you like, I have to yes. give you like my advice. Cause you're asking. Right. But I mean, I think like if you, you know, yeah. I kind of went for it with my business too. Like I went full time and yes, you know, 
I picked up some I, side work. I picked up some side work as like a VA kind of stuff and did some launch stuff and stuff for other coaches for a little while to kind of supplement my income a little bit. But yeah, you know, if you want to jump, that works for some people, right? And you've got some things working. Your main leverage points to increase your income are going to be driving up the traffic. Um, I would look at like, if I were you and I wanted to really like look at maximizing the revenue I'm making, what I would recommend you do is you have like Google analytics on that blog you have. Yeah. Okay. Go on Google analytics, look at like your top 10 posts. Most of your traffic is going to come from like a, just a few posts or a few pages. Right. And I would go into your top five or top 10 posts and I would really optimize them for your opt-in. So I would make maybe even a, sp a special opt-in. Like if you have like one where you're like, oh my gosh, this page gets like a ton of traffic compared to the other ones. I would go and like make a special opt-in just for that, that goes with that post, right? That's like something related to the article mm -hmm. that they can get for free. Maybe it's a checklist, maybe it's a workshop, maybe it's something that like an upgrade, a digital upgrade that goes with the post. I would make a really nice looking graphic and a really catchy little headline. We're just going to start trying to get more people on the email list, right? So our goal is to use that blog post and get them on the email list. And then once they're on the email list, we want to move them into the buyer bucket. Mm -hmm. I would do that. I would put a tripwire on the thank you page for that. So yeah. I would make a opt-in that goes to a low cost offer. Once they sign up, they get a special offer, right? So, and then I would go ahead and drop them into a welcome sequence mm -hmm. with a few nurture emails where they get to know you, they get some free stuff. And then at the end of it, I would offer them a flash sale, whatever your best selling sale is or best selling product is, give them a good deal on that. You can either mm -hmm. give them bonuses or a discount or bonuses and a discount, make it only available for a couple days at the end of that funnel. And then yeah, work on driving people into that as well as selling on the email list, right? So right when we, they opt in for the email list, they're getting a chance to buy right on the thank you page and then a chance to buy in the welcome funnel. And then they're going to go on our email list. We're going to sell to them over and over. It sounds like you're selling every two weeks, right? And so I main... sell every time, email twice a week and I put something for sale in it every single time. Yeah, maybe the, if I've got a brand new pattern that's the whole focus but if I don't have a new thing I do something that's a bit more general and give other information and I'll put things in that you could buy it's less I'm going to say aggressive yeah but it's yeah. still there <laughs> I would do like I would try doing at least once a month I would do a limited time offer and what that means is like maybe it's a bundle of all your your patterns together and maybe the, and then it's like on sale at a discount for a couple of days maybe mm -hmm. it's I don't know a few of your products and some bonuses with a discount but and it's only available for a couple of days right and I like doing offers like that the limited time offers often help drive up sales because how our human brains are right we talked about this I think on the call on Tuesday too but our brains are programmed to conserve energy right and do the easiest thing the easiest thing for people to do when they're making a buyer decision is not make a decision, right? How many of you guys like going in decision in your business, right? You know how it's like, should I do this? Should I do that? And then you just end up doing nothing. That's the easiest, lowest energy thing to do. And so when you guys have customers thinking about, should I buy it? Should I not? The easiest thing for them to do is just not make a decision. So they're not deciding no, they're just doing nothing, which is 
the lowest energy thing for them to do. The the limited time offer kind of stops that because it's like if you don't make a decision, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to access this offer anymore. So you need to decide do you want it or not. And it pushes people into making a more active buyer decision versus just doing nothing. And so I would suggest doing like a once a month like flash sale where it's only available for a couple of days. Maybe it's a few of your things bundled together. Maybe it's, I don't know, a workshop that they, they can get if they buy the pattern today, but it's only available for two days. Something that like, like I'm saying, it's for a limited time and see how that, if that helps your sales. Cause it sounds like you're doing really well with this passive sales where we're just mentioning it, mm-hmm. but it might be a good strategy to try some more active yeah. pitching, which will yes. the limited time offer will make you do that. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Yes. I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask people to buy, but I'm like, buy my pattern, buy my pattern. That's not really how I roll. I'm like, this is the thing. This is why you should, you know, this is why it's cool. Go get it mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm guessing you're pretty good at sales. Like, I feel like you're probably pretty good at sales. Right. I'm I think really, doing, I'm good at I, buying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all good at buying, aren't we? But you're making some oh. money off it. And I don't, how many people are on your email list? 3,100. So you're doing like pretty well. I feel like making the the thousand a month off of 3,100 with a, what is it? Like a $30 top out offer. Like that's not bad at all. So you're doing, I think pretty well with sales. I, I think doing a limited time offer, I would try it like a flash sale and see how it goes. I would clean up that, look at like your top posts where people are coming on your email list and clean all that up. Make sure the tripwire is really good. Make sure the welcome funnel is good. Put a sale in that welcome series and drive people into that funnel. Get them on your email list. Use your TikTok account, like what we're doing in creator camp too. You can drive them onto that funnel. Um, And let me see if there's any other things I would recommend to you. If you can, I would put bumps on your checkout page. Mm-hmm. depending on what you use for checking out where it's like you want to add this this pattern's usually 20 bucks but if you add it on it's five dollars or it's ten dollars and that kind of stuff can start to help you add up a little bit you know the other things you can do that I usually tell people are like sell more often but you're already selling a good amount it seems like but I would try the flash sales and then sell at a higher price point, but it seems like you're at a good range for your offer so your main leverage point is just going to be like maximizing what you have and then getting more volume yes so i started i started a um an event with um somebody else in my space this week that is partly an email builder so but that's like that's that's really good um project so that's you know happening and 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 will be happening but that's a long-term strategy and thing. So I just need to figure out what I'm putting in the other parts here. That's, I think, so the special opt-in, I kind of know probably my top selling four or five patterns that drive my shops. And so I can, even without looking, I kind of know which ones they are. Um, I just need to figure out what to make my tripwire and what I'm selling at the end. And I think I'm selling you at could... the end of my book on a special yeah. because it's the highest value thing I have. Um, and I could I mostly sell it from my blog. I don't um, elsewhere. So I could do maybe a free shipping discount or add on a new pattern or something as the bump and um, just yeah. what actually so the things. 
Yes, you're thinking right, right? You see what I'm saying? I'm like, maximize what we already have. How can we like get revenue, more revenue from what we're already doing? And then how do we get more people, more volume into your business, which it sounds like you're already working on with TikTok. But that would be like, the those are going to be your main leverage planes. The only other thing I that you could do is try messing with some, like some type of high cost. If you could get to 97, if there was some kind of, program or something you could run that you think people would buy at that price but you know it, it depends space, on your depends in, on your in, it's, it's not really about my people it's about my space that I'd have to I don't have the money to invest to make a thing that I could sell at that price point right now but I'd yeah, have to so... do a kit or something with yarn and I'd need you know that would be something I could no, don't do, do that but I not would, right now yeah. yeah so if we're gonna take the price point off the table right? Then there's only so many ways to make more money. It's like, we can sell more often. We can sell more like kind of bumps and maximize the sales we're already making. And we can work on in increasing your marketing. The other thing you can do is audit those sales emails and look like, how do we make this more compelling? Maybe you can improve your graphics. Maybe you can make the names cooler. Maybe you can write the emails better. Maybe you can improve your sales page. The other thing you can do is like work on it's like working on, this is all like kind of juggling. You guys will all always kind of be doing all of this at the same time, right? But it's like getting new people in and then getting more of those lurkers to buyers. Does that make sense? And yes. so just stay very focused on that. But those are going to be like your main leverage points for increasing sales, I think, in that business. Yes, I think so. The only other idea I have for something else that I could sell yeah. Um, that so i um i got the email marketing fairy from kate so that's how i love kate build. yeah love kate um and so that's how come i built my list and trained the people and Great. i did a black friday thing not this black friday the one before and i kind of half-heartedly did a thing where i pre-sold my next year's patterns and you could pay a lump sum or a monthly subscription and you'd get them before everybody else. And I didn't really put my, that much effort into it, but I did sell it. And some of those people are still paying for now in the future years. So I was thinking if I made real efforts, I could do that again this year. Um, I have half the designs done, but do it properly. Do you know, like I saw her Black Friday thing. And I was like, I'm going to try this. And I kind of knocked something together quickly and just sold it to my list. And then I was like, oh, my God, 10 people bought it. Great. And just left it. But <laughs> but if I did it properly, that might be something that I could sell immediately. But also as the patterns release throughout, the, I could come back to it again. Do you know? That's my only other low cost idea that we could be at a higher price point i think that's a right good now. idea as long as are they paying they're paying like one fee and then they get all the patterns for the year is that right yes. i actually like that offer a lot but then i i the mastermind i'll tell you i'm always telling everybody like not to start memberships and stuff and especially <laughs> at the beginning but i like this because they're just paying one time and you don't have the customer service of like getting people to update their cards and like doing all that and you're already making the patterns anyway right yes yes so... I've, I've designed half of them i plan to do i sort of one a month for the year that's so there would be designs i've got some other collaborations and commitments that i could bundle it all up together and sell that 
You know what um, I would do? Well, this is like maybe a longer term project. I would if I would put that together. And then I think what I would do is when people buy one of your one off funnel, like one off patterns, I would mm -hmm. drop them into a funnel where it's like, hey, you can actually get all of the patterns for this price. And we'll actually take um, you can actually have a coupon code for like what you already paid. We'll take that out and you can actually upgrade to the year pass. And I would yeah. send them into a series promoting like upgrade to the year pass, upgrade to the year pass, maybe with some bonuses and stuff they can get. Does okay. that make sense? And so yes. that might be a good way of what I was talking about, about maximizing the sales that you're getting already. Yeah. Yeah. So when they purchase something, they go into a post-purchase series that's like, hey, you just bought this thing, but you can actually upgrade to the year pass for... A discount. Yeah. Like if they bought a $30 pattern, I would just take that what they oh, already for... paid out of the cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I think that's a good idea for you. I think that could actually really help with the promoting the year pass too. I actually yeah. think it could work really well. I would test it. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I don't ask, they won't buy, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. I think, yeah, I think it's a good idea. So, and if you've already, it sounds like you already tested it and then some people bought it anyway. So you've got a pretty yes. good proof of concept to like invest a little bit of time yes. making the sales page good. And like you were saying, cleaning it up and doing it properly and all that. But I think that could be a great way to bump up the sales you're already making is drive them into the year pass mm -hmm. after they buy. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Homework. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for sharing all that. Thank you. Yeah. Miss Megan, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What can I help you okay, with? Okay, good. I don't know. All the things. Um, Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay to be nervous, right? We can oh. be nervous. It's okay. So um, I think the first thing is, you know, like so many, I've got the ADHD brain. And so I have the highs and lows where when I'm up high, I'm doing all the things. And then when I'm low, I'm not doing nothing. And so, yeah. of course, you know, you know, I've got full-time job. And so I do this on the side. And I knew going in at the end of the year, I had two weeks off. And I had all these plans to do all these things. But I was in a low and I did nothing other than creator camp that kept me posting every day. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I know that you didn't do nothing because I saw you in there posting yeah. your little butt off. Well, so, I did that. And so, okay. But the, kind of the, I don't know, the crazy thing when I came out of all that, that I didn't feel super guilty about it. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, should I have? <laughs> because well, I let's into that. Like, do you think feeling guilty would be useful to you? What are you trying? What outcome are you trying to make? What is the outcome you want? Well, you know, long term, I want to do this full time. Um, do you think feeling guilty is going to help you get the outcome of going? No, it's going to make me do the opposite. I'm just going to do sit on my couch and watch Netflix. <laughs> right. So everybody just ask yourself, like when you feel guilty in your body and you get the shaming, I call it the beating stick, the little shame beating stick out. Right. And you you go to town on yourself when you feel that in your body what do you do for Megan? You said watching Netflix, right? That's probably mm -hmm. for a lot of us, right? Watching Netflix, phone scroll. Who does the phone scroll? 
right? What else? Watching Netflix. What else are you doing when you're feeling guilty in your body? Uh, playing games on my phone. But Games I did on the phone. January 1st, I deleted all my games off because I'm like, let's just eliminate that. There we go. So part of the thing I always so, say, I don't have enough time to do things. And I really do. It's just prioritizing. So that was the second thing I wanted to talk about was um, like I have, I have a plan, but I kind of want to go through and see if I need to reorder because I want to make the most out of my time. Because that was another thing I came out of after that two weeks is I had all that time and I did nothing. So I feel like if I limit my time, you know, 10 hours a week, whatever, yeah. then I'm going to do more, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, so this is a really good point, Megan, and it's something I have seen a lot in the last few years coaching people is a lot of people, they have a job and they have their business on the side and they have kids and they have life and they have a million things going on and they're like super productive and they, the whole time they're like, if I could leave this job, I'd have so much time on my business. The business would grow so much faster. I get so much done. And they have like this productivity fantasy of all the time. This is like, this is what you did with your break too, right? It's like a productivity fantasy of like, I'm going to two weeks. I'm going to do, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to get it. I was going to do right? my whole course. Or going to do the nope. whole course. Who else had that for Christmas? It's like the productivity fantasy life, right? Um, and so that's fine, right? But what happened, what I see happen is like, we have the productivity fantasy life and then they actually do get to leave their job and they're actually shocked at like their productivity actually doesn't go up when they have more time. So getting more done, like what I see and what I've seen to be very true for most people that I've coached is we produce at the level we produce at. We don't produce more when we have more time. We continue to produce at the same level, even when we have more time. And so I think it's actually a good skill for you guys as business owners to limit the hours you work in your business. And I encourage people to keep office hours. I said this in plan like a boss. I'm like, one thing I fucking know for sure about business is it will always want more time and more money from you. <laughs> and if you don't decide those things and set boundaries, um, it can expand in a way that you don't like very quickly. Right. And so I think limiting time can actually make you more productive and get more done because you just have less time to be confused and to mess around, right? When people have the full-time jobs and the kids and a million things and they have their business on the side, they don't have a lot of time to indulge in like what people think about me or am I good enough? Or they just don't have time to like indulge in that kind of confusion, well, right? They're just like, I just got to get the sales page done. <laughs> well, that's that what I a do when place I'm, for some of you, right? <laughs> When I'm posting on social media, like I have tried content plans, you know, planning it out for the week. I do so much better if I just do it like, okay, this is what I'm talking yeah. about today. And I just do it. If I try to plan it, I just, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right for me. So. Yeah. So let's talk about your time management. What do you want? What tasks are you wanting to do kind of weekly for your business? Okay. Um, well, these are all the things I want to do, and then let's sort them in the time. So I would like to go back to writing some blogs because I've totally neglected the blog page, but I enjoyed it. So write blogs, create more products, grow my social media, um, my Facebook group that I started, my email list, creating that course, and then eventually I want to do coaching with. So, okay. but I think... 
writing the email once a week is like my top priority because I think, you know, I grew that list. I was in several bundles from September to December. So I went from 30 to 500. And so I really want to nurture them because, you know, there's been a few weeks I haven't sent anything, but I want to make that a priority this year to okay, write an so email every once week, a week. Every week we're doing the email. What else? What is the other non-negotiable kind of weekly things? And then um, to post at least once a day in on my social media and in that Facebook group. Because that Facebook group is a private group from my email list. You only can get okay. in if you... For my, because what we talk about money, a lot of people don't want that broadcast all over the world. So I felt if I made a private one, I could, you know, have more in-depth okay, so conversations with email, these people. Email, we got, we got the once a day on social media, once a day in the Facebook group. Are those kind of your main business tasks, it sounds like? besides the Yeah, those were the top three. So then, okay, so those, those will be like your normal kind of business. We're just going to do those no matter what. And then okay. what you need to do is set your office hours. When How many hours a week you want to work on the business? Uh, I want to just try the 10 hours a week. Okay. So when are you going to do those hours? Do you know? So um, Monday through Friday, I definitely can do one hour in the evenings. Okay that's five hours the, right and then at least a couple of days a week i can do my lunch break so we'll say three Let's days a week like, i can do my lunch. you want to do like monday wednesday friday yeah so that's like three more so that's eight you want to try eight to start with yeah because if i do anything extra on the weekend that'll just be extra but i don't have to okay. be stressing that sounds good let's do the eight hours okay. so we're gonna do five hours one hour in the evening and then monday wednesday friday we're gonna do lunch break and then if you do a couple extra hours on the weekend that'll get you to 10 but that'll be kind of like x optional and it's like if you do that that's like icing on the cake kind of thing okay okay so okay. if we've, we've got eight hours to kind of mess with how many hours does your email take you to do to write and schedule um if I just sit down and do it, I can do it in half an hour. Okay, so that's... I spend probably minutes. more hours just making myself sit down to do it. We're not going to do that, though. We're going to get rid of no. that part, though. That's the <laughs> thing is, like, we're just we're just going to take the 30 minutes. It, yeah. Uh, and if we can so delete... 30, yeah, stuff, I'll give myself 30 minutes and I can get it done. Give yourself 30 minutes to do it. And then what about the once a day social media and the Facebook group post? How long does that take? together another 30 minutes an hour uh let's give that an hour just because i usually have to film it if i'm not doing it all at once i have to film it and then i go back and write the caption you know it's sometimes i can't do it all at one time and that's an an hour a day yeah okay you need to see if you can cut that no let's out. do let no not a, let's don't do an hour a day that's too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's well if you're at an hour a day that's fine but i'm like but i would work on getting faster at it like yeah so one of the um, things you guys could do is like this is a thing i think a lot of people forget is like 
you guys have control over how long tasks take. So some people like right. to act like the tasks just take however long. I'm like, no, they take yeah. how long you decide to give yourself to do them, <laughs> right? So let's give ourselves 30 minutes a day. That's That adds up to a good chunk throughout the week, right? If we're doing 30 yeah. minutes every day um, yeah. on, those, on our hours there. So we've got 30 minutes once a week for the email, 30 minutes a day on the social. And then what you want to do is you want to put some of those bigger projects in this other chunk of time. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I have so, on my plan. I put, like, set up a plan to finish the course. But I know you have said before, like, don't just put finish course. Like, this week I'm working on, you know, one hour just making the slides. It needs to be, like, and, a deadline, too, Megan. And I don't yeah. know if this will work for you, but I also have ADHD. And this has worked well for me with things like this that just I have projects too that will get like this for me that just drag on and on and on and on and on and what I'll do is I'll give myself a deadline where it's like module one has to be recorded this week right so you would work on that on your lunch break or after work or whatever but it's like if that's not done by Friday night I don't leave the office till that shit's done so if I procrastinate all week I know I'm gonna end up like missing out on time with Matt or like going and doing things on Friday night and I'm going to be in the office finishing and sometimes I make okay. that choice like sometimes I'm just like I got a migraine I got a million things going on I'm just going to hunker down Friday but I don't let it go to the next week like that's kind of the I kind of set these like little rules for myself right where it's like okay Faith you can procrastinate to this in this little window but you can't procrastinate over here and that has worked well for me so you might try you okay. can try something like that if you want but I would decide like I'm like, maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to get module one done this week. This is when I'm planning on doing it. And like, I have to do it on Saturday morning if it's not done. Okay. Right. And then a lot of times that motivates me because I'm like, I don't want to spend time in the office on the weekend. Like, I'll just be like, oh, let me just get this done. Right. Yeah. That sounds good. I like that. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. I want you to think about putting those projects in that. So it's like, do you guys see, I want everybody to think about how I did this. So you guys can all do it on your own. Right. So we figured out what are her non-negotiable tasks, the most important weekly tasks, what are her office hours? And we plug those in and then you take the extra space that's left and your projects have to go in that extra space. Okay. You don't like expand your working hours anymore for the business. It's like, it has to fit in these, this, eight hour block we made unless you're doing the extra stuff on the weekend okay okay sounds good okay it seems like right. you got a good Thank plan you. stay focused don't try to do too much and don't i don't want you thinking the guilt being guilty is useful because just remember like yeah it just creates more inaction it doesn't create more action and our goal is to keep you in action mode so you just want to be thinking like when i am working on the course and i am doing the things in my business what is my thought process what's going on in my head just so you guys know, it's not usually I suck. Oh my God, I'm horrible. That's not usually what you guys are thinking when you're actually executing, right? So it's just building more awareness around what is my thought process when I am getting a lot done and how can I intentionally create that experience in my brain? <laughs> and that's okay. the name of the game, right? And then just keep working at it. I think you've got a lot of awareness. You've got a lot of momentum. Stay on in creator camp with us. And yeah, I'm definitely. really excited to see where you're going to be in a year, Okay. I'm excited because I mean, just in this past year of half butt doing it, I feel like I did a lot. So I'm excited to do yeah. full force what it can look like. So we got this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me know how it goes. Okay. Okay. Sharon.
Hi. Hey, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. I like uh, your background. Thank you. What can uh, I help I'm, you with? Yeah, I'm not sure where to start. Um, I'm trying to open an Etsy shop. Uh, okay. I opened it technically a month ago, but I didn't upload even one listing. I'm like all over the place. I, I the whole beginning, the whole idea started when I started to create um, digital uh, collages, and I thought that what I'm going to sell, but. I postponed this idea and that will be the second shop. And now I'm not sure like even what to do, like uh, artwork or uh, planners or POD, uh, like completely. When you go like, let me ask you this. When was the last time like this happened where you sat down and you were like, I just don't even know what to do. Can you think of like a specific time? Have you like sat down recently to work? What I'm not, I don't, what do you mean? So you're saying like, you're saying you don't know what to focus on, right? Yeah, I'm starting something and then just uh, there is a problem and then I move on to another thing and I join this okay. group. Can you think of the last time that happened? When was the last time that that happened to you? Out. Um, think yesterday but I don't remember what what happened okay that's okay so so yesterday you sat down to work right and you're like I'm gonna work on the Etsy yeah something was in yeah and then Photoshop didn't work like I have a lot of technicalities problems but I don't yes so you yeah so you sat down okay I'm done I, I I didn't say I'm done I was like yeah so you sat down to work I'm just trying to get a really clear picture about what's happening. That's all. So you sat down to work and you're like, I'm going to work on my Etsy shop. And then you were trying to you say you were trying to make a banner. Or what were you trying to do yesterday when you were trying to work on your business? Um, Like a wall art yesterday. Trying to do what? The a wall, wall art? Like something very... Uh, oh, wall Valentine. art? Okay. See? Oh, okay. I, I, so you're trying to work on something for Valentine's for your shop? Okay. Yeah. And then when you sat down to do that, what happened? And then something didn't work in 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 Photoshop, and I didn't like. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, we had it. a snag in Photoshop. Who's had something like this happen? You know, you like sit down to do something, and then you have a tech problem, right? And so we had a little snag with Photoshop. When that happened, what what was your brain thinking? I'm thinking of, I'm like, it's not coarse, but like something energetic. Like I keep bumping in the same boom, boom, like. Okay. So you're like, something is energetically wrong. I sh- I'm having all these obstacles. Something's off. Yeah. When you think that, when you think that, how does that feel in your body? When you think something is wrong here, like I'm energetically, I've hit a wall, something's wrong. What does that feel like in your body when you think that? It could be either rage in my body or like total um yeah what's the word uh, weakness. It's to rage or weakness. What do you think it is when you're when the, you're thinking that exact thought in that situation? You're thinking you know something is off here. I've hit a wall. What is the feeling in your body? Give me like a one word emotion that you feel when you think that thought. 
maybe weakness, yeah. Uh, weakness? Or apathy, apathy. When you're feeling, when you're thinking that, like something is off here, this isn't working, and you're feeling that weakness in your body, then what do you do when that starts happening? What are the actual actions that you do once that happens? Uh, sometimes I can like um, continue, 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 but no result, like to get the, uh, and sometimes I will walk away and uh, like going to walk or something. And... Okay. So here's what we want to, we want to look at here is this top circumstance of like the tech stuff, like not working or glitches happening or just programs not working how they should, all of that stuff, that's not going to change, right? We're all going to have that forever in our business. I know it's so fun, right? <laughs> right. I always have a joke. I have like little tech trolls that fuck up every launch I do. <laughs> it's like every launch I do, something goes wrong. <laughs> okay. So that's going to be there forever. So we know that, that we're not we're probably not going to change that. Like it probably will get easier as you learn more. Sometimes the tech, the tech curve in the beginning can be really hard. It can be very steep. And so as you learn more and you get used to Photoshop, it might go away, but you're still going to have to have stuff not work sometimes. Right. And so when that happens, this is my question to you. When that does happen, what do you want to think? What would be a useful thing for you to think about? Um, I need to remember to just, I don't know, maybe doing something physical with my body. It's really helping, uh, you know, like not grounding, but some, even some exercises, uh, you know, like a yoga or really five, 10 minutes to just get okay. it together. And movement really helps me. Um, so the thought would be like, let me take a break or let me move my body a little bit. Right. Yeah. I forget it. <laughs> yeah. So we want to be thinking about, because it starts like before you do the action, the action, it comes from thoughts, right? So we want to pinpoint like, what are the thoughts we need to think when we're frustrated and overwhelmed with this stuff? What are useful things we can think about? So it sounds like for you, a useful thought would be like, I need to move my body. Let me move my body a little bit, right? Yeah. What else? What else would be useful for you to think about? Um, if we already know that like think about like with the collages uh i i did the i'm doing them i don't i don't want i don't mean to sell them but i'm posting them in instagram and like i am finishing them and <laughs> uploading so maybe i did succeed with that so <laughs> It's yeah so well do you see how different that is because it's like this is what I always say about everything in business right it's like a lot of this stuff that our brain goes on about is not actually factual it's just storytelling our brains love to storytell right and if you're like me I have a dramatic ass brain my brain could tell some dramatic stories right and so you've just got to be onto yourself because you could tell a story where it's like this is not working and I'm on the wrong path and like something is wrong and like, it shouldn't be this hard, but you could also tell a story that's like, I'm making progress here. I'm learning how to do this. 
like learning how to do new things is is hard and challenging but i'm up for the challenge right and so you get to decide the story that you tell about the tech trouble and that's what i want you to see is like that's really where your leverage point is because the reality is like learning new tech things you're learning photoshop learning whatever you guys are learning like it is frustrating so it's not always going to just go 100 percent how we want all the time right there's going to be glitches and things we have to learn and things that are, can be frustrating yeah but it's so, like it's not just the 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 bumping it's like today i i posted a question and, and again about technicality but how to finish something so it will be crisp and i got three different <laughs> answers like and each was different so <laughs> yeah and um, yeah yeah, so you just want to watch like the stories that you tell about that stuff when it's happening. And that's really where the leverage is, right? The difference between like the difference between having tech stuff and just feeling totally frustrated or feeling very overwhelmed or feeling confused. I just want you guys to see that those experiences are created by like what we're thinking in our brain, not by Photoshop. I'm always like Photoshop is neutral. Photoshop not working doesn't jump into your body and make you feel defeated. Right? That's not what happens. There's Photoshop and then there's the stories we tell and then there's the feeling in your body. And like, the, don't use that against yourself. But I think it could be really useful to you here because when you're feeling weak and defeated, instead of going, I hate, really hate Photoshop, you can go, let me look at the story I'm telling myself here, right? And that gives you some of the power back in the situation where it's like, what do I want to think about Photoshop not working? Like I get to decide what I'm going to think about this and how I'm going to show up for myself, right? And just being very aware about what we make things mean. If if you guys make it mean, like when you have a glitch in your business that is energetically off and you're on the wrong path and it shouldn't be this difficult, like all of a sudden, instead of Photoshop, now it's like, instead of just having some trouble in Photoshop, we've made it mean like maybe my whole business is wrong. <laughs> and it's like, we've taken something and like used the story we told and made it super loaded and heavy. Do you see that? And so we just want to neutralize like Photoshop not working. It doesn't mean anything. It only means what you decide to think about it. So Photoshop <laughs> is neutral. There's Photoshop being annoying and being a pain in the ass and like being glitchy or whatever. And then there's your thought, what you want to think about that. And I don't think I would make Photoshop not working mean anything about your business. I just don't think it's going to be useful to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be frustrated. Like, I think it's okay. Like we talk a lot about this in the mastermind. I'm not a coach that's like, oh, just gaslight yourself into feeling better. But, but I do think it's important to have some awareness around that. And I think that can help you here. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So let's make a plan going forward. Cause we are, we are, you want to keep working on, it sounds like you want to be working and getting more done in the business than what you're getting done right now. Is that right? Yeah. And I, also, more? I also want to like, it's like my path is not clear yet. I don't, I'm not sure. Like they all say you need to niche down. I hate this word niche because <laughs> I don't know how to niche down. And uh... well, I mean, how would you niche down? I don't believe that you don't know how to niche down. How would you niche down? My idea was uh, um, maybe something around the magic and energy and spirituality uh, because I'm also an energy worker. But so and then it's give me all kinds of possibilities. But for example, when I'm doing something for Valentine, it's not related to that at all. <laughs> uh, so well, but I think the doing something for Valentine's Day that's more about like the marketing, right? 
yeah and the trends yeah so that's a good thing to do as a business owner right so here's what i want to offer to you i said this in plan like a boss but instead of your brain is going to a place of like we don't know all this stuff we don't know how to do photoshop we don't know how to niche down we don't know it's like it is like really wanting to be confused when your brain is confused what does it get to avoid doing And be productive and more like well it doesn't have to do anything if it doesn't know how to do it right <laughs> whose brain does this to them it's like you go to do something and it's like i just can't possibly i don't know how <laughs> i was like well now we don't it doesn't have to do the task right so it gets out of work I'm, I'm spiraling i'm spiraling usually like it works a lot isn't it yeah well but but is it really though is it like work to spiral or is that pretty easy for you <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of practice spiraling. You tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> right? I have a spiraling brain too, so I get it, right? It's like, my brain is super good at like going to the worst case scenarios, right? It's like, what if this happens? Oh, it's oh, like, yeah. have you thought of this horrible <laughs> thing that What if this happens, <laughs> right? At least like once a day, my brain's like, have you considered maybe everybody hates you? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? And it's like, it's very good at doing that. It's just like good at, at focusing on the negative and offering thoughts it doesn't take a lot of energy for me it's kind of like what its default patterns are right and so my point is our brains have these little default patterns I think it's probably pretty easy for your brain to spin around like that it doesn't take a lot of intentional thought from you it doesn't take any decision making right and then when you guys spin around typically you get to avoid the discomfort of having to make decisions and be decisive right? You get to avoid doing the actual work. You get to avoid potential rejection of putting yourself out there. That's a big for some of us, right? And so it makes a lot of sense why our brain is like, let's just be very confused. We don't have to do any of this, <laughs> right? And so I just want you to start noticing when your brain is spinning around, what are usually the signs that your brain is spinning around? How would you know that you're spinning? What does it look like? What is the, it's kind of favorite little thoughts to tell you? It's more like uh, a very clear sense that I don't know how to describe in words, but it's like something very hard. And it's very, like this is really difficult. Like it's really hard. No, it's, it's the sense. It's harsh. Something that there is like oh, the sickness. Yeah, there is like, I, I don't know how to describe it. There is a very sense. Uh, I want you to do this for me the next time this happens, when you feel that feeling in your body, because you're very tuned into like feelings in your body. What I want you to do is like start connecting them to what's going on in your brain. So when you feel that harshness in your body, I want you to ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? And just write it down and just like, just write down whatever is coming up right then. And so you can start seeing the thoughts connected to the feelings in your body. And I want you to start thinking about like is and start questioning those thoughts like is that true and do I want to think that and here's something I always use to challenge people that go to I don't know in the mastermind right it's like I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do that and it's like if I were I say it two different ways there's like a, a nice way and a not nice way the nice way is like if I were to give you a million dollars could you figure out something to do right so instead of being like I don't know I just don't know what to do it's like if I were going to give you a million dollars could you think of the next of three steps you could take in your business this week? All of you can, right? For a million dollars, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> right? And, and then the not nice way is like, if I were going to burn your house down, 
Could you think of three things to do? Could you think of the next step to do? Could you think of something to try, right? And so you just always want to question, even the stuff your brain says about like, I don't know. It's like, none of us that's ever going to know for certain. We're not fortune tellers. Like, of course you don't know. Like you don't actually know what's going to work or not. There's no way for anybody to ever know that. But we just have to pick something. This is the thing is like, it's not about knowing. It's about, can you pick something and try it? And that's what I want you to, to practice doing is like, you're always gonna be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do first. So you're like, yeah, I'm never going to know what to do first. I'm just going to pick something and try it. Right. And yeah, I think uh, this action. is like, sorry, what? That will give you an action. I want um, you to stay in action and not out of overwhelm. So it's about not being overwhelmed and overthinking in just executing and trying things. Right. And I want you to start paying attention about how can I keep myself in execution mode and in taking action and in just trying things and less time thinking about all the things you don't know. Right. There's lots of things I don't know in my business. I'm like, I don't know. We just launched Creator Camp. It's a $7 a month membership. I'm like, I don't know what that revenue is going to look like this year. I don't know how it's going to scale. I don't know how we're going to get that kind of volume. Like, I could sit here and think about all the things. I don't know about it, right? And create a lot of overwhelm for myself about, well, I don't know this and I don't know that and I don't have this and I don't know about that. How do I know? And I don't know, right? But it's just not useful for me. And I also don't have time to do that because I have a company to run, right? And I have people that count on me for their, I have, you know, a team of contractors we pay every month. And I, I want to make sure that they continue to be paid and I pay myself. I rely on this business, right? So yeah. I don't have time to sit here and think about all the things I don't know. I have to just think about what do I think the best thing to do right now is? I have no way of knowing that, right? But I'm like, what do I think the next the next step is? Let me try it and we'll see. And then I look at the results we get and I just keep adjusting and I keep trying things, looking at the results, trying things, looking at the results. If you want to get into like less about your brain thinks you need to like know, you don't need to know. You just need to test things. Yeah, I think this is a very good point because I sometimes I see it like 10 uh, steps ahead, but I don't do... <laughs> Stay one. over your feet. That's what I always say in the mastermind. I'm like, solve problems you have right now. Like y'all like to solve 10 problems down the road. You're like, I had somebody ask the other day about refund requests. And then I was like coaching her. And I was like, wait, like, what was the refund request back? And she's like, well, nobody's asked for one yet. And I was like, you have other problems to be solving. Like you need to fix, you have a sales problem. You have a traffic problem. Go solve those problems. Like we're solving a made up problem right now. This is a problem you literally don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like stay above your feet right solve the problems that you have right now stay above your feet and just test things that's the thought I think you can use is like I don't you, your brain's gonna be like I don't know I don't know you're gonna be like yeah I don't know I'm never gonna know welcome to entrepreneurship right I'm never gonna know I'm just gonna try something and I'll see what happens so what's like maybe I just need to tell it to myself but like mm -hmm. this I'm so far away from this, like from trying, like I'm so, no, I must succeed. Like I don't, so I don't move at all. <laughs> yeah, just take one little step, right? So the other thing you can do when you're really overwhelmed is break things into smaller steps. I find that helps a lot. So like, instead of like, so some, so I don't know if you're doing this, but I'll see people do this where they'll be like, make products for Etsy store. And that'll be like their to-do list. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you need to put like, what is one product in like one step? So it would be like research things for the Valentine's Day program, like finalize the Valentine's Day products, uh, name the Valentine's Day product, <laughs> create the graphic for it. Like it needs to be broken up. So the other thing you can do is try and see if that helps. Because sometimes if we have really big steps on our to-do list, that can create overwhelm. 
But a lot of it is like managing your thoughts. A lot of like, and this is good for everybody. Confusion and overwhelm come from your thinking. Like I'm saying, it doesn't come from Photoshop. It doesn't come from TikTok. It doesn't come from, it comes from your thinking. Because so you just want to know that when you feel that in your body, that's just a signal to be like, oh, I need to, to get my thinking back on track here. Let's get our thinking to a productive place. What do I want to think about this? And then go to intentionally choose those thoughts. Because a lot of times if we let our brain choose those thoughts, it's going to want to be confused and overwhelmed because it gets to avoid risk it gets to avoid work it gets to just sit there and be overwhelmed and it likes that that's easy for a lot of us right does that help okay you got this just do one thing at a time right just as long as you and this is the other thing I think too sometimes is I'll just be like I don't have to do everything I just need to take one step what's one step I can take right so there was a while where I was working on a, I paused it, but I was writing a book and I would just tell myself, you just have to write half a page. Like you don't, because if I thought about like writing a book, it made me want to die. Like I was just like, I don't fucking know how to write a book. How am I going to write a book? I don't know how to write a book. Like this is very confusing. Like I was very overwhelming. <laughs> and I did a lot. I spent a lot of time doing that, right? About like, oh, like, how am I going to do this? This is too much. But if I just told myself, write a half a page, that felt like something I could do. So give yourself like those doable tasks and then manage what you're thinking up here and just start trying to spend more time thinking thoughts that will help you take one little step, right? And then thinking good thoughts. This is the other part is like, you guys have to take one little step and then you have to think, good job, me. <laughs> not, oh my God, there's so much to do and I'm not even making any progress and they're so, I'm so far away. Like that's because what does that do? It just makes you more overwhelmed and take less action. So it's about noticing what thoughts make me take more action and what thoughts make me take less action and spending more time hanging out with the thoughts that are going to create more action. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can I ask just one more? Yeah, I got you. What do you need? Because when uh, in the middle of the conversation, I realized that also there is some uh, emotional stopping, like the maybe I am afraid to show up and, and show my work there. Yeah. I'm not a designer, I'm a therapist. And like maybe like even with the collages, I, I open an Instagram without any friends. And, <laughs> yeah, and not... well, let's do, let's do this really quick. What's like the worst, what's like the worst case scenario for you? That no one will buy anything. Nobody buys. Who has that fear? Nobody's going to buy it. Right? So nobody's going to buy. What else? What else could happen if you put your stuff out and it gets seen by a lot of people? What are the worst, the biggest, most scary things that could happen? All of the, give me like the worst case. Nobody buys. What else? That someone will buy, but it will be horrible because <laughs> it will be. They'll buy and they'll hate moment. it. Who has who has that fear, right? So it's like, I love this. This is so good because we all have this, right? So it's like, nobody's going to buy. And then it's like, what if they do buy and they don't like it? That's even worse, right? Oh no. So let's answer that. Let's say like nobody buys. What, nobody so what, what, is, what is that? What? What, what is so scary about that? So if nobody buys, so what? Why is that a problem? What does your brain think? Um, first money and uh, then I know that it's not really good and that uh... let's say it's not really good because I think that's like part of this fear is like it's not actually very good 
right? But let's say it's not. Let's say it's not very good. Let's say your stuff's not very good. Why is that a problem? I've never seen your stuff, by the way. I obviously don't know. But let's just say for hypothetical, for coaching purposes, let's just say it's not good. Why is that a problem? Yeah, because I need to do what I'm good at. <laughs> no? Do you? I mean, you could do things you're good at. But do you think people ever practice and get better at things? What? Sorry? Do you think people ever practice and get better at things they're not good at? Have you ever practiced and gotten better at something you're not good at? Um, yeah. 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 So if we found Here out it wasn't... The creativity part. It's not just like practice. It's... Uh... And I think that the more I'm like in my collages, I'm doing what I want, but here I am actually trying to fit into something that I don't know, you know, it's not the thing that I did to Valentine. It's very simple. It's not something, <laughs> well, but I, I see the stuff in Etsy. It's, it's very simple and people doing thousands of stuff it's, it's, that are very simple and they sell like uh, very good. So, um, but I'm, usually like like complexity and all that but uh, i'm stripping it out at the moment like um... yeah so it sounds like you're doing something new right a lot yeah. of people when we do something new our brains freak out <laughs> right right matt and i are traveling right now every time we move to a new house my brain has like a meltdown it's just like oh my god <laughs> we're very stressed <laughs> my brain likes to be in familiar places it doesn't like being in new places right so our brains love familiarity and you're doing something new your brain's having a little freak out because you're doing something different, right? And it, and if for some reason you find out your stuff isn't good, like whatever that means, like everybody asks for a refund or nobody buys, like we can always do things to improve it. So that's what I want to show you is like, it's not like, even if your stuff is bad, it's not a life sentence to be bad forever. It's like, we just need to figure out what we need to do to fix it. There might have to be some problem solving that happens. But like I said, at Plan Like a Boss, when you're an entrepreneur, you're a professional problem solver, right? So we're all always going to be solving problems in our business anyway. If you weren't solving that problem, you would just be solving a different problem. So it's not no big deal, right? So even if it doesn't work and nobody buys, first of all, if nobody buys, you're going to have the result you have right now. So you're literally in the worst case scenario, right? And then if people buy and they ask for a refund, you can just ask them, you know, I really would really like, I'm happy to give you your money back. I'd really like to improve it. Would you be willing to give me like feedback? And people will usually tell you. And then you can fix it. And that's the worst that will happen. It'll feel bad in your body probably for somebody to ask for a refund, right? But mm -hmm. that's it. It's just going to feel a feeling in your body for a little bit. And then we can fix it. So you just want to show your brain like, like the worst case scenario, like I can handle it. So a lot of times our brain will do the, those scary tales where it's like, what if nobody buys? And when I always tell the mastermind is I'm like, answer that question. When your brain does big, scary question mark, what if nobody buys? What if they all ask for a refund? What if nobody likes it? It's like, what does that mean? And then like, what are you going to do if that happens? And a lot of times you just answer the question mark. It's not so scary. It's like, well, if somebody asks for a refund, I'll just give them their money back and ask why and make the product better, right? It's not a life sentence to be bad forever yeah. if you have a refund request, <laughs> right? You got yeah. this. Yeah. You got this one step at a time. Okay. Okay. Just do one thing at a time. 
I'm going to get Shanna and then we're going to. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me coach you. That was so great. I think that probably helped a bunch of people. You guys let her know in the chat if you relate to any of that. Shanna, how are you? Hello. I'm good. You can hear me. I can hear you. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks. It's good to see you. Um, What can I help you with? So I'm just doing my 90 day plan. I'm, I have a very baby embryo business. I um, started a blog a while ago Nice. and I've, you know, at the time I thought if you build it, they will come and nobody comes. (laughs) So So um, I'm doing the 90 day plan to kind of put myself out there and like, that's going to be my focus is to, um, to do the social media, to do the weekly blog post and to get my email list okay going so you're gonna do social media a weekly podcast and work on your email list that sounds like a good plan what do you think yeah it, it, but I wonder if I need like to have an offer as well or something like do what I need do you, something like that I mean there's like a hundred million different ways to do all of this okay so like it depends it's kind of the answer to everything around here right but let's talk about yes. it how would you know if you need an offer or not? Well, if I want to make money, I need an offer. That's a good answer, right? If you want to make money, <laughs> you need an offer. But what else do you need if you want to make money? Because you have to have other things too, right? So you have to have an offer. And what else do you have to have? An audience. So you have to have people to sell it to. You have to have... You're not making money without both of those things, right? It's like, if yeah. we have a, you could have the best product on earth and be selling it for a dollar. If you don't have any people to sell it to, you're still not going to be making any sales, right? Even if you have like literally the best offer in the game, right? So you've got to yeah. have both things. You get to decide, do I want to build both things at the same time? It's just up to, uh, just up to you and like what, how you want to do it. Right. So I've seen people do it both ways where they build an audience and then they make their offer. And I've seen people make an offer and then build an audience. And I've seen people do it both at the same time. Eventually, we're going to have to have both ingredients. It's just what's going to work for you. For some people, when they're trying to do two things, they get overwhelmed and stuck um, and they're able to focus better if they just do one thing at a time in the beginning. For some people, they're like, I just want to knock it out and get this done. And that helps them. But what do you how do you think you want to do it? Well, I think I want to build the the audience and I think I just don't know how to kind of become an authority or like, you know, do I just keep posting and see how it happens or like, well, I think to become an authority, you have to have a lot of practice and experience. So what are you selling? What do you want to sell? What's the business you want to build eventually? Um, so I want to be a declutter coach. Like I want to help okay. people simplify their lives to um, take back their time and their homes and and live better. Okay. What does it mean for a declutter coach to have authority? What does that mean to you? I'm just curious. Well, I, there's there's other people in this niche that um, like, kind of like household name sort of thing. Like if okay. you want this thing, you go to this person, right? So if you want help building routines and you want help, you know, um, with motivation and that sort of thing, I want to help people with that. 
Yeah. So, so I'll guess... just offer to you too, like, I think just, I don't know if this will be useful to you, but maybe it'll be useful to somebody on here. Um, you can be a household name, like that's something you can do, but you don't have to be a household name to make sales. And I'll just tell you, like, I'm not a household name and I make like multiple six figures online, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of more famous business coaches than me. I'm not fucking Amy Porterfield over here, right? It's like, I don't have like a New York Times bestseller and a number one podcast. Like, I don't have that. And I'm still making sales. If you just want to like, sometimes we want to question these stories our game brain gives us about like, I need to be an authority. It's like, do you need to be an authority? I don't know. It might be like no. a good thing to think about. Like if your goal is making sales, you have to have people and something to sell. Like that's what you need. Right. And then. Yes. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Just be authentic and they will come. Yeah. Yeah, Right. I think like people don't come to me as a business coach because I'm the most famous person on the internet. Like certainly not. Right. Like people come to me because they like the vibe. They like my style of coaching. They like the way I present information. I try to make complicated ideas in business very simple and speak in like normal people talk and not in marketing jargon. Um, And we have a great community. So people buy because of that, right? So it's like one reason people might buy something is because someone is famous in a household name. That's certainly a reason people might buy. But you've got to remember there's other reasons people might buy. So I like what you said. One of the reasons people might buy from you is they like your personality, right? What are other reasons they might buy from you besides being a household name? Um, because I have good ideas. Because I have I, good ideas. Yeah. You probably know I, more about decluttering than they do, right? Right. And I make things simple and easy and fun. Yep. So this is so good. This is great, Shanna. I want you to watch your brain because when your brain is like, I don't know how to do this or I need this other part. I want you to redirect it and I want you to go back to, I just need something to sell and people to sell to. That's it. And I have a plan for doing that, right? Tell me about your plan for getting something to sell because that was the other part I felt like that when you were talking. Well, I I was thinking about coaching, but like I also have, um, my brain tells me that I don't have enough knowledge to coach. Like I don't have any, um, experience doing that um yeah how do you get experience to do that by doing it it's like the cycle right where you're like our brains are well, so damn sneaky aren't they you guys see totally. what little brain's doing to her She's like backing you into that corner it's like i can't yeah. coach. i don't have and any then, experience and i can't <laughs> i can't get experience because yeah. i can't coach because i don't have enough experience <laughs> So then I've I've been in this loop for a long time. And the same goes for, you know, all the stories we tell us, I tell myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you're not good enough. You're not. So I've done a lot of personal development work about, you know, overcoming yeah. all that. And it always just comes around, like, just when you think you're like, oh, I got this. I'm doing well. And then it comes back and it's like in a different way. So like just wearing yeah. a different costume and then it becomes. It's just like, like it's just. Just like I said, my brain still tells me like nobody likes you, 
Right. And it's like, do we just all have these little gremlin thoughts? Our brain offers us, think of all the thoughts our brains offers us all day, right? It's like some of it's ridiculous, some of it's funny, some of it's, well, it's just like offering stuff all day. But the way I like to think about it is like, you get to decide which thoughts you really grab onto and hang out with. And I don't think it's a, it's a big deal for that thought to be there where my brain is like, have you thought like, maybe everybody hates you? I'm like, oh, that's that gremlin thought again. There it is. Like, okay, brain. I'm like, I got other, I got work to do. I'm busy. <laughs> Instead of like before, what I used to do is I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> Let me think about all the times in eighth grade when people were mean to me. And this boyfriend said this to me 10 years ago and this and this, right. And it's like, I would like curl up with it. We would like have a little pity party together. Me and this like disgusting thought. Now I'm just like, oh, yes. there, we'll just like, let that keep on moving. I'm like, bye. See ya. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's not a problem. Like, I don't think any problem, I don't think any thoughts are problems. I think it's more about how much energy and attention you really give it. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of work to just let those suckers go, right? Just let them pop up and let them go. You can just watch them pass on by. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like bubbles. Just Yeah. And then you can be like, oh, like, that's not very useful. Let me like give my brain something more useful to think. Right. And so something I use a lot and I don't know if this will help you, but something I'll use, my brain will be like, who are you to teach about that? You don't know anything about that. It did this with I launched creator camp. It was like, you don't know how to do, I have a, I've been making money on social media for like a decade, right? My brain is like, you couldn't possibly teach people how to grow social media accounts. And I was just like, you know what brain, like, even though I might not be the number one expert in the field about this, I still have, I'm still going to try and help people. I just want to see if I can help somebody. Let me see if I can make a program and let me see if I can help someone. Right. And it's kind of this vibe of like, even though I might not blah, 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 whatever it's telling you, I just want to see if I can help someone today. And that's where I usually will take my brain. Right. Yeah. Like, I just want to try. I just want to see what happens. I just want to try to help somebody. I just want to try to help somebody. Brain's like, you're not an expert. You don't have any authority. It's like, even though I'm not an authority, I still want to try to help someone. I'm just going to try and help somebody today. And that has always really been useful to me. But you've got to find a redirect for that works for your brain, right? That's going to be like, let's get back on a useful train of thought here. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Okay. So with your coaching, what I'll say, just to give you some like practical things and because the mastermind's open, we do have, I have a coach course in the mastermind. That is like how I coach people. And one of the, and I'll just tell you guys what I advise people to do when they go through it. There's modules in there that shows you how I walk people through this stuff and kind of the things that are useful for me as a coach that I like to think about and some of the techniques, basic techniques I use. You get modules on that. And then I tell you in there to practice coaching for free and get like butt hours, like literally like butt hours, like in the hours in the chair coaching people. And I'm like, just coach, start coaching people for free. Because I think what you're saying, it's like, you need the hours in the practice, right? To become, a lot of it is, is time to be honest with you. It's like, yeah, there's like lots of certifications and techniques and stuff you can learn, but a lot of it really is practice and time. And so what I advise is like coach people for free record those sessions, uh, go back and watch them and debrief each session you do. And you'll learn a lot from doing that. I learned more from doing that, watching my own coaching back and taking notes and debriefing each session than I did from the 
I have a $23,000 coaching certification, but I learned more from doing that than I did at the certification. So that's my advice to people. If they want to be a coach is like coach people for free, get practice, debrief. And as you get more experience, you'll get more confident. It makes sense that you're not confident doing something you've never done before. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't be confident. <laughs> you'll have any experience. Like, of course, right? Do you really want to be right. confident in something that you haven't done before? It's like, I don't think that's really what you want, right? Right. It's useful for us not to be confident about stuff we're not experienced in. I think that can be a good thing in business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. So the big three this that I'm going to focus on in the first quarter then is um, growing on social media, uh, being consistent with my blog posts and nurture emails and i think i'm yeah. going to go through that course in the mastermind <laughs> i think that sounds great i think that sounds like a great plan and then go through that and then at the end of 90 days we'll just make a new plan and you keep doing that all year think how far along you're going to be you just stay yeah. focused on those little things okay okay thank you so much okay you guys i'm gonna get off of here Jeannie, do you have something quick i could do one more quick one I don't know if it's quick. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it quick, maybe. What do you got? I'm having some audience, um, like going back and forth with audience. Uh, I have, so I've been uh, kind of working on my business part-time uh, for, I don't know, like six years. Uh, and so I've gone back and forth. Uh, and I'm a shamanic practitioner, energy healer. Oh, that's um, amazing. And, uh, but I've also in the past, I've worked with um, entrepreneurs, like doing website design and uh, social media and getting them on YouTube and, and um, like doing live shows and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so when I started focusing on the more the healing and energy work, I, I switched to working with um, focusing on uh, parents, especially moms especially doing like ancestral healing and soul purpose work. Um, yeah. Okay. And I've been doing, I've been trying to do that for the past year and it just hasn't gotten any traction. And um, I did do some of it with entrepreneurs and in the past. And so I'm just like, I know I can do that audience, you know, should I just like switch, you know? And so combine, entrepreneurs and and moms and uh but I'm like oh should I just keep going you know it's been about a year I've tried Facebook ads I got up to about 900 people on my list I have a Facebook group that has about 300 people but nothing seems to resonate like um you know I tried talking about soul purpose I tried talking about energy I've tried um but there's just not it hasn't converted yet and uh, the clients that I have gotten have been through more referrals than they have been through and through my uh, existing network versus. Um... I'm going to tell you like something real quick. Okay. I think uh -huh. this is like my guess. Like I'm making a lot of assumptions just from coaching a lot of people and having done this a long time, but I'm thinking your brain is having a little thought error here, which is like, it's not working because of the niche. And if I picked a niche, it would be easier to sell, but I don't actually think it's the niche. I think, I mean, I would have to, I guess, dig into more about what you're doing with moms and how you're marketing it, but I'm guessing like 
the problem isn't actually the niche. The problem I think is probably your sales system and your marketing. What do you think about that? Um, probably, I mean, because like I said, like I've been trying to, um, to, what is the result you're selling? So you're selling moms, you're doing energy work with moms. Mm -hmm. What is the out, what is the outcome that they get? What problem do you solve for them? Um, well, in the most recent, um, marketing that I've been focused on is the sole purpose work. So, so knowing being able to make decisions better, being able to be happier uh, about their choices through re focusing on their sole purpose. I just think, and, and, and I love personal development stuff, okay? But as a marketer, I'm gonna just give you some marketing advice, okay? Mm -hmm. I think that those those results are like a little too fluffy, just in that like, I don't think people are typically looking like I want help with decision making right they're usually like I want to stop yelling at my kids <laughs> I want to stop losing my shit at my kids all the time I want to um make my relationship better so I don't get divorced from my husband I want like they have like problems like people that are like looking for coaches they usually have pretty people that are like I need help I want to hire a coach I want to like drop some money for someone to really help me with this they usually have like a real immediate problem that needs solving. It's not, they're not usually looking for like, I just want to feel happier. Some people are because they're super personal developed growth, but I'm just telling you from a marketing standpoint, I've had a lot of people in the mastermind try to sell stuff like that, like live your best life, feel better, whatever. And it, it I've rarely, rarely seen people work, be able to do it unless they already have a big audience or they have a lot of, um, marketing chops. I'm like, once you guys get a bigger audience, then you can broaden out and you can do the like live your best life stuff and you can kind of get away with it because you have enough volume. But when you're starting, it's easier to sell like a tangible outcome for these moms that they want, like a, a very specific problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and the, the <clears throat> my shift to sole purpose was as a result of like asking them questions when they came into the Facebook group. And yeah. one things that they talked about was like not knowing their soul path being being confused about their next steps and um so but just because so they tell you that doesn't mean they want to pay for that though mm. true like, so <laughs> just because they want to just because they want to tell you that 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 all that tells you is like that's something they like to complain about it doesn't mean they want to spend money to fix it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if you offered them like hey i'll you know, if you give me $500, I'll give you your sole purpose and it's guaranteed. Like, would they buy that? And are they looking for that? Like, I don't know. Like, those yeah, are well, like questions about what they'll buy versus what they say their problems are. This is why I'm not a fan of market research like that, to be honest with you, because it doesn't necessarily tell you what they want to pay to fix. Does mm, that make sense? So you yeah. have to find a problem that they want to pay to solve. So what are they actually going and looking for to pay to fix? I don't know. And I'm guessing like when you're doing entrepreneurs, the reason that's working better is you're probably solving the problem of like, I'm going to help you make more money and they want that and they're willing to pay money for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the reason why I just want you to see the reason why that niche is working and this one isn't, I don't think is because the entrepreneur niche is, is magical. I actually think it's a difficult niche. Right. But, mm -hmm. but 
the reason why is because you're solving a problem they want to pay to fix. They're like, I'm not making money in my business. If you can pay, if you can help me make money, I'll give you, I'll pay you, right? They want to pay to fix that problem. They're mm -hmm. looking for help to fix that problem. They're like Googling, they're like looking for people to help them. They want to invest to fix it. Um, and they see how it's going to be worthwhile and how it's going to pay out with this other stuff. The outcome is a little too fluffy. So I wouldn't actually change the niche. What I would do is like, um, come up with some kind of measurable, tangible outcome they can get. So when they find their sole purpose, like, what does that actually do for them? What, what, how does that change their life? Like at work when they find their sole purpose, how does it impact their career? Well, they stop hating their job. So like, I think it would be a lot easier for you to sell a program that's like, stop hating your job in eight weeks. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're going to teach them sole purpose. You're going to teach them decision-making. You're going to teach them all those things, but you're selling an outcome. They actually want to pay to get it. People would pay for that. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or like they want to get over their ex. And so, yeah, get it over yeah. your ex. That would be a great <laughs> one. That would, you would have such an, do you see the difference? If you're like, get, get over your, get over your ex in 90 days with Janie, like that's a, that's a money-making program, right? That's so much easier to sell and so much easier to market than like figure out your sole purpose, live your best life, be happy. Cause I'm mm. like, I don't really know what that means. I'm like, I don't really exactly know what that looks like in the exact outcome. When I hear you say that, I'm like, I don't know. That's going to look different for everybody. And like, what does that even mean? And like, what do I actually get at the end? Like, I don't, it's all kind of fuzzy and you know, people that really like you, you'll be able to get away with it. Like, because they're just like, Oh, I just love her. And I want to work with her. But when you go out to sell something like that, to people that don't know you that well, it's going to be hard to convert. Right. You're going to have a much easier time selling like, yeah, get over your ex in 90 days or, you know, what was the other one? Stop hating your job. Like these are their outcomes that people want that they're willing to pay money for to fix, I think. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? And then it's like the other and then you can even do your pitch would be like, you know, you probably tried other things to get over your ex, but I do the root of it with the energy work and the healing. Right. And so but it's like you can you can put the bandaid on or whatever, but I have something that's going to help you fix the root cause of this issue. Like that's a great pitch. Somebody that is stuck on their ex, they're going to want to hand over their money for that. I think. Does that make yeah. sense to you? Yeah. I think that, that I can try that. I can try focusing on the, on that, uh, on the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And you might have to go get new people because the people that are there might not be interested in in that but you can always go get new people you can always go find people that are interested in getting over your ex right i wouldn't build a product just based on the people you already have um because there's a billion people on the internet we can always get more people if we want to do something different does that make sense yeah and i guess that's that's one of the reasons why i was thinking about like the entrepreneur because because i'm in those circles so i have easy access to that audience you know, versus, yeah. so there's like, bundle why not just pivot then to the entrepreneurs? Why, why aren't you, why haven't you made the decision to just change it then? Well, that's, that's where I am right now. It's like, I have it as like, maybe that's a, because that would be easier because I, I know that I've had success in that particular, um, with that particular audience in the past, because that audience also wants, you know, to heal, you know, and they need to, 
heal a lot of stuff in order to I don't I'm just gonna tell you straight I don't know that I love the reason of like it's gonna be easier for you to change your niche like because it's Mm. gonna have like its own brand of like everything has its own brand of suck and its own challenges right so like you're gonna turn to that and then there's gonna be other things that don't work so like I think it's fine for you to change into that I would just make sure like what are the reasons and do you like those reasons looking for the easier thing and entrepreneurship in my experience doesn't serve people specifically well like to an extent like because then all that's going to happen is you're going to go over there and you're going to have run into some difficulty and then you're going to start thinking maybe I should change my niche again and you're just going to end up pivoting around all the time Mm. and so at some point we just have to decide this is my niche and I'm going to make it work right yeah right and the one that you that one that ends up working is the one that you decide to commit to and not change so like you could get this one you have to work you could get the entrepreneur one to work i would make a decision if you're going to pivot though i wouldn't stand in decision i would just yeah. decide like what you want to do does that make sense yeah yeah well because i i because i'm i'm in the spot where i need to grow my audience and so i know that i have um opportunities to grow my audience with people in the like in the entrepreneurial world you know and i can talk to those problems because I've done it in the past. And so, um, yeah, but I think thinking about the reasons and having, you know, liking my reasons for, for pivoting. Yeah. Yeah. Just write down your reasons. And sometimes I'll just like, be like, why am I making this decision? What are my reasons? And I'll write down my reasons and I'll be like, do I like these reasons? If you like it, then just make the decision. And I always believe like as an entrepreneur that making decisions quick will make you more money than than debating endlessly because it's like you have all you were not getting new information about either of these niches you kind of have the information and once you have the information you just make the decision and test it and go quickly like I'm not someone who spends a lot of time once we get to a place where it's like should I do this should I do that should I do this should I do that and you're just doing that it's like mm-hmm. let's just make a decision so we can go all in on one of these and like get some movement happening because right now with the indecision it's leaking your energy right I always okay. say like undecided things are energy leaks should I do this should I do that I could do this niche or that niche it's like just pick one and like let's make some progress on it right mm-hmm. so I would right. pick today I would pick today if I were you what you want to do okay. it sounds to me like you're leaning towards the entrepreneur one is that correct well, yeah, because I have certain opportunities um, that are presenting themselves that it's just like they're just, you know, to to grow to grow the audience. And so it just seems um, like that would be it, with the time that I have and the effort, like it would be the same effort in both places. And one, I can see the the um, the growth potential. Yeah. So I would just make a decision that you want to do that and just pivot and then be done with the, then you can really like hone in on um, making the offer great and getting your marketing. The thing I'll tell you what I see often with people changing niches too, is they'll change niches, but you're going to have the same problems when you pivot into the new niche. Cause I actually don't think the problem is the niche. I think the problem is how you talk about your offer and your marketing. And so mm. you're just going to have to go to that new niche and do that same work, which is fine. Right. That's not a problem. Like that's, we right. all have to do that. Just so you know, like I have to do that. We all have to do it. We all have to work right. on our marketing and our messaging and like get all that figured out. And it takes time. 
Um, it's just like, which area do you want to do that work in? Does that make sense? But I wouldn't bet on like the pivot solving any of those problems. I think you're still going to have a sales problem, even when you change the niche, because the mm -hmm. problem isn't actually the niche. The problem is actually your, how you're selling and your marketing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So getting more so as specific. Long as you have that, yeah. As long as you have that expectation and you're like, yes, I see like I have a sales and marketing problem, but I see, I want these opportunities over here. And this is where I want to build my business. Like that's totally fine. What I see people do is they're like, I want to change my niche because I think it'll be easier and they don't understand like you're going to bring your exact pretty much your exact problems into this other business. So people right. think like if I change my niche, it's going to fix my business. And I've pretty much never seen that happen for anybody. So that's always like my warning with the with the pivoting is like, if you want to pivot, I think that's great. Like, like I'm saying, like, just do it, go for it, go like if you want to do it, I'm like, let's just like dive in here and like really go for it, go all in on it. Right. That's yeah. going to always make you more money in business is like when you're fully committed and you're like, this is my thing. I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to figure this out. Let's get it to work. I'm going to help a lot of people in this niche. Like, let's go. And if you can get yourself to that place and out of this indecision, that will make you you'll make progress so much faster. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. OK, great. Was that helpful? It was. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for letting me talk all that out with you. I really appreciate it. And I think it probably helped a bunch of other people with their marketing too. So I really appreciate you letting me coach you on that. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys, that is our last plan like a boss call. Those of you guys that are joining the mastermind, I'll see you Tuesday. Um, we have a lot of great calls coming up in the mastermind. Let me drop this 97 plan for you guys in the chat, just in case anybody wants it. Um, Send to meeting group chat. There we go. There's that. I'll leave the plan like a boss replays up for this call, the last coaching call, as well as the free workshop through the weekend. So you guys can catch up if you want, or if you want to watch it again and take notes or make sure you grab the notion board out of there, all that stuff. We will leave that up. It will be pulled off of the podcast and pulled down off of the replay and it'll go live in the mastermind um, on Monday. So make sure you guys watch anything you want to watch. If you want coaching, you should definitely join the mastermind. I do calls like this in this style every Tuesday. And then I also do a Q&A where you can put things in a form and I answer your questions on Thursday. And then we also have co-coaches and guest workshops and a Facebook group. So it's really meant to be like a complete support group for entrepreneurs. So you'll come in, you'll go through our 90 day planning framework, you'll make your 90 day plan. And then you get my mindset course where you learn how to coach your brain, manage your thoughts, keep your brain lined up with the plan. Because how many of you guys have made a plan and then you don't follow it or you don't do it or you never put it into action, right? That's not actually useful. The hard part isn't like knowing what to do. The hard part is like actually taking action on it and executing. And I think that's really kind of our specialty in the mastermind is helping people take more action, execute more consistently, manage their thoughts so they can stay focused. I'm not a think positive coach. I coach on mindset so that you can take more action. And that's always my goal. If the money is the barrier to the mastermind, I have a low cost offer now called Creator Camp where we help you post more on social media. It doesn't have the coaching in it and it doesn't have we don't teach like products or freebies or marketing. We only help the only, it only helps you post more on social media. But if you're just looking to get started, that is a good place to start. If you're not ready for the mastermind right now, the community is amazing. We have some great challenges in there. 
Um, and we have guest workshops in there to help you with so grow your social media accounts and all that types of stuff. Um, <laughs> stop calling me out with the list things. I have so many lists uncompleted. Yeah. So the problem isn't like, how do I plan? How do I make a list? The, pro the problem is like, how do we get your thinking on board to do the things on the list? And that's what I teach in the mastermind. You get my entire mindset course, which is only available in there. A lot of the things that I taught on, we go in more in depth in the mindset course. You learn my framework to coach yourself, where you can put your thoughts into a model and look at them. You get sales training, marketing training. We have training in there about freebies. We have the live calls. We have, oh, you guys get to do our live events. So each quarter we host a bundle or summit for the members. If you're in the mastermind, you get to be in all of those for free. Outside people, it costs $200 to be in them. And we do have people that pay to be in them. So if you did four of those, that would be 800 bucks right there, right? And then on top of that, you get the coaching every week with me um, or my team, you get the Q&A, you get the guest workshops, you get the business retreats, you get the co-working calls, you get the access to the Facebook group. It really is a pretty extensive program. And it, I really designed it to be like a support group for entrepreneurs. You guys know I'm like my background is social work. Some of you guys probably get that. I coach, I think a little more like a social worker than most business coaches. <laughs> But that is my background. So it is kind of designed to be like a support group for entrepreneurs. So you can be around like-minded people and people that get it. You can have people to ask questions to. You can bounce ideas around. I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on in there. And the bonus for Q1 is going to be the host your own bundles bonus. So Kelsey and I will be giving you guys our Asana board and our process that we use for hosting bundles. If you're interested in that, that'll be available in there for free. You get my launch aligned course in there. You get my coach course in there about how to coach. If you're interested in learning how to coach, there's just like so much stuff in there. I don't know, but, and, oh, and the last thing I'll say is like, we have a two week, no questions asked money back guarantee. So if you go in there and it's not right, or you, you're not really exactly, it's not exactly what you need. You can just email my team within two weeks of purchasing and they'll give you a full refund you don't have to submit homework or like send in workbooks you guys seen those kind of money back guarantees it's like a money back guarantee but you've got to like submit a thousand things <laughs> it's, it's not that it's like you just email us and say hey like i don't think this is exactly what i need right now and we just refund you no questions asked so and i want you guys to feel confident buying i i've had situations where i've bought things and been disappointed when i get in there and i can guarantee you that won't happen here because if you get in there and it's not as good as I'm telling you it's not exactly what you need I'm happy to refund you so we do offer that and I also put the we have the $97 a month so you can get started and come in today get access to the last 30 days of replays come to our live calls that we have coming up for just 97 bucks um, and the six-month payment plan as well so if you want to do the 997 and break it up over six payments interest-free we have that as well for you guys so hopefully that will help some of you guys get in if not hopefully you'll join creator camp because I just feel like that offer is like the most no-brainer offer of all time it's really fun it's just a fun community to join your to grow your social media accounts at seven bucks a month and you get access to the challenges and guest workshops and my curriculum that I'm building out in there as well so that is that. Thank you guys so much for being here and coming to plan like a boss. This is always one of my favorite events of the year. I love New Year's and love the New Year vibes. And 
whether you join the mastermind or not, I still want you to win. You're still a community member here and I'll still be around. Let me know how you are um, posting the Facebook group and I'll see you guys around the internet. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye everybody.